Hello world, this is Kelvin and you're tuned into the Hinted Neuron Podcast. I'm so, so excited. I'm doing my final episode for the year. This is really, really great. It's been an amazing stuff. I started the podcast, I think June or July, I guess. Um, at least I'm grateful for the evolution of the podcast from, you know, where I started and where it is now. The sound and the content and everything has been an amazing journey. I'm grateful for all the people who supported me, who kept listening, who kept giving me reviews, who kept giving me feedback. And I'm grateful for all the people who have shared, liked, you know, left comments on the podcast. I'm so, so grateful that I have an audience right now. So I did a Q&A episode. I got a lot of people to ask me questions and send me messages. So I had to answer them on the podcast with my friend Christabel. And we, <laughs> it was fun while we are recording. And you'll feel all the vibes here when you listen. So yeah, I commented on the messages I got. I answered the questions as best as I could. And yeah, just looking back now at the year 2020 is been quite a journey because for most of the things that we've seen this year, coronavirus, the death of some of our favorites like um, Chadwick Boseman, and you know, and even the NSAS protest and everything right here in Nigeria has been really tough. But like, I just want to wish you hope and strength you know moving forward even into the new year so merry christmas in advance i, I don't know when this episode will drop so is it that merry christmas in advance or merry christmas and happy new year in advance so just be good i even for next year i plan to do more of what i what I'm doing now is interviewing more people at home and also abroad. So, but at least more people here in Nigeria. I want to talk with a lot more people in Nigeria. So, yeah, I plan on doing all those too. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or any way I could improve the podcast, please don't forget to contact me at Instagram, Hinted Neuron. Yeah, so Twitter, Twitter or Instagram at Hinted Neuron. Yeah, and also leave me five stars on Apple Podcast. I think I, I think I deserve five stars. I mean, I've been dropping content since June or July, and believe it or not, I deserve five stars. If you are on Apple Podcast, yeah, that means if you are either using a Mac, an iPhone, iPod, or iPad, listening to this on um, Apple Podcast, leave me a review five stars on Apple Podcast, and I appreciate that. Could be like your Christmas gift to me, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and now here's the Q and A episode. Hello there. <laughs> so this is my Q&A episode. I mean, I've been looking forward to this episode since this month. I think since last month, like a lot of people asked me to do a Q&A so where they could ask me questions and where we could answer them. So this is my last episode for the year. And today I have my friend Christabel with me and she'll be asking me the questions and we'll be talking over them and answering those questions together. And here I will be gisting a lot because you'll probably hear some of our useless gist, but that's part of the fun. So how are you? How are you preparing for Christmas? Hope you are really cool. So how far, Christabel? How's the weather over there? Well, hi, first of all, hi guys, or hi everyone listening. Um, 
it's a bit cold, you know, it's winter, and I think we'll be expecting a white Christmas here. So, yeah, how about you? How's the weather over there? The weather is hot. Like, I'm currently shirtless, so, I mean... Oh, my God, we're actually, we're actually the opposite, because I'm literally, like, um, I have, like, a cup of hot chocolate right next to me, because it's so cold. I have my heat turned on. Like, oh, my God, we're literally the opposite right now. So, that means you guys are feeling the Christmas vibe already, because there's, like, zero vibes here for Christmas. Yeah, oh. so the thing with um, being in the UK is, like... um. They get to like decorate it. Like, so the whole town is being like painted in like, Chris, I would say painted, but like the whole town is being, let's use the word drip in like Christmas lights. And like, um, there's, um, there's just sparkles everywhere. Like something to tell you that, oh yeah, you know, it's Christmas. Like yeah, you just yeah. feel the vibes because it's literally everywhere. Like from the store to the roadside, everywhere is like, being decorated with like lights like Christmas so yeah you get to feel that festive vibe yeah that was really great I wish Nigeria was like that so let's not waste any time let's jump into one of the main agenda for this episode I had people ask me questions sent me messages and I'm guessing you already have those questions with you so yeah, you could be the one asking me to that I just want to ask you are you excited to answer them like questions <laughs> I don't know I, I I saw them when I was like compiling them to like email them to you I was I didn't actually see them because I I saw them like but I didn't like want to think about them so like it would just be natural when I start to think about them now but like I see I hope I'm excited I guess if the questions are not too hard and too personal I yeah, I guess. Well, I'm excited to like hear what you have to say. Like, you know, I was looking through the questions and I was like, this is going to be so interesting because I feel like I'm the best person to like call you out on some of them. So do you know what? Let's just jump (laughs) straight into it. So someone asked, what are some of your challenges you think the next generation will face? Like what challenges do you think the next generation will face? Okay, see, one of the challenges I think like the next generation will face is they won't have this um, human touch, I guess. I guess we're losing some of that human touch because me and my friend, we talked about this a certain time, like the importance of play, especially for children. Like if because you know when we were growing up, you grew up in Nigeria, you understand where we used to do chinko, chinko, chikuluko, chinko, and like play outside in school, play with friends. So like I was saying, um, we definitely have, we definitely will lose this human touch for children, like play and all this thing. Like what I was saying, the example I was giving is that when we were growing up, I would play outside in school, play with ourselves our mates we don't have that anymore i feel like children are now so indoorsy like they're like always with their phones with video games or all those things and that was like the phone back then that was like the shit now i, I currently don't know if we, we, I, I can't compare on a grand scale if like the technology that children now engage with to connect with other people outside like so that they don't have to come out to play with other children is better than what we used to have before but i feel like 
that kind of social, because we are hardwired to meet each other, we are hardwired to socialize, to connect. And and I, I don't know how they would develop if you don't play with other children, if you don't learn in a small social circle from other children. So uh, that's one of the things I'm quite skeptical about. And one of the challenges in other challenges in a grand scale is um, social media. I'm quite worried about how social media is evolving. If you think about the cancel culture and Twitter, like how people are canceling each other, there's no empathy anymore, like no single empathy. We are just bashing down ourselves. Like this is what the next generation will know us as like it. And yeah, maybe I'm, 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 I'm sad about all those things too, which I don't want because if, if the next generation would see those kind of things, it should affect them in like, they would like grow into these people who just hate each other. They would think that is like the normal shit. And that was not how we grew up it, um, without empathy or love for each other. So yeah, that's one thing. But I, I don't know if I'm giving the correct response to that question or that was what the person was thinking I would answer. But yeah, what do you think, Ajuma? I think that's a very interesting answer. And I think, like, I could, like, um, agree with what you've said. Because I think, literally, that's one of the issues that the next generation, I think not even just the next generation, I think some people are currently experiencing what you've just explained. Like, over here in Europe, it's, um, we're literally going through that phase where, like, everyone is just to themselves. And, like, with the whole coronavirus into the whole mix, human, like, contact has been, like, not advice, like we're like being advised to stay away from people. Can you imagine that? So yeah, yeah. Like I, I saw I, I saw a tweet yesterday that like see people as humans created in the image of God rather than human virus carriers or something. <laughs> yeah, I laughed too hard at that. Yeah, I think so. I think even when the whole pandemic is over, because we're now like being mentally like, um trained like we're we're, normally when you see your friend you just hug them or you want to like give them a perk but because we are being like the stigma now that's going with like hugging or like touching i think even when the virus is over we we would still have that like um like distance mature right yeah like it's it's just like your brain will just know like normally when you see someone you just want to hug but now it's like we're being trained to not do that so, and the kids coming up in this generation, it's literally, they're lo- literally like being trained to like distance themselves. So like, it's going to take, I don't know if we're going to go back to that. Like, um, so our normal before where like, obviously hug or kisses or human contacts was like appreciated. I don't really think we're going to go back there. So I think, yeah, you do have a point that with yeah, the virus, if- with technology, and with the society and with the human advancement comes less human contact. We're being everything has been done virtually. Or literally so yeah. We're literally yeah, I, I, and I don't know why I should be worried about that because you of all people know I'm not a people person. I I like being like myself, but like I just feel like in a grand scale we still need that human connection, I guess. That's what makes us human though. So yeah. I think that was a very interesting answer. And that was a very interesting question. The fact that 
whoever asked that is thinking about the next generation, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's really nice. So someone did ask, have you always um <clears throat> well someone said, I've always asked you about productivity. They asked, How do you keep your energy high? Because you, yeah. you've never really given them a straightforward answer. They want to know how you keep your energy high, how you're always like so productive. Okay. I guess people, I think, first of all, people just see you, I guess. So people like don't see you. People see what you put out, I guess. So it's like maybe what, what people see that you show is what they, they would think. So it's their own perspective of you. I don't know if I'm really productive. I guess I work, but like, it, it, there's there's a difference from being quite busy and working than you know from being productive and that's like one of the things I try to like be worried about like um because you have to like be worried about the bar um the barrenness of like a really busy life okay just let me just narrow down productivity I don't know if you see me as a productive person but yeah if you want to like keep your energy high you just like have to like work on what you love man. Like do stuff that you know you are ready to put as sweat into what you do. So if you are not having high energy for what you do, you are just doing it. So definitely you. Like, I I I mean I have things I do like that where I don't have high energy for them, but I still have to do it. But like if you want to like do something you want to love, you want to be productive on, and you want to do it every day, and you'll be happy to work on it. it means you have to like find that thing you're willing to suffer for because nothing is actually that sweet. Even if I love it, it means I'm still going to suffer a little to maybe learn it, to create something out of that thing or anything. So you just have to like love what you do, man. That basically. And then again, work when your energy is high. So don't just, oh, that that might not be good advice because we have, we have two different types of people. There's like intense people and then there's consistent people. Intense people just work when their energy is high. You get when like the max motivation is there, they just wait and do all their shit when their energy is high. And then consistent people do like maybe one hour every day. They just know that is every day they are putting in something. Every day they are putting in something. I don't know if, I mean, I, I think I'm in that middle ground because sometimes I'm consistent. Sometimes I'm intense. Yes, but I'm mostly this guy who likes to work at the stretch. I, I hate doing things in batches. I hate trying to do what small, small things at once. I like to like do everything once and then rest easy. You know that work is over. I can rest now. Even if it takes five days to like, I'm awake for five days doing that work means, okay, I have to like do all that stuff so that the next few, next few hours or few days, I will be able to rest with that with, and then I will know that there's no work. So yeah. And. You know, people people say exercise it healthy. Though um, I w- <laughs> I will not really like to you that I'm eating healthy or I'm exercising. But yeah, if you could try all those things too, so that you could keep your energy high and your head focused and keep distractions away, because if you really want to be productive, you you have to like do a lot of stuff so that distraction will not be there. Keeping your phone in another room, blocking out social media, all those things, and. It, it, I I can I can relate to all the even me I see like blog social media I'm like big on Twitter right now I just like want to keep checking 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 so I just had to log out on everything uninstall the apps just log in on maybe my laptop browser when I need to and then log out again so just so that I would 
not have this consistent impulse because if it's easily accessible, then I could always check it. So that that's it for me. And productivity. I, I, I don't know if I've given a really straightforward answer this time, but that's like productivity. I think I'm beating around the bush, but yeah, that's for productivity and keeping my energy high. Keeping my energy high is just because I like what I do. So I, I'm not a goal person. Just like, oh, I have to do this thing and then I do it. My energy is always high because I love it and then I, I want to see results because I'm like chasing results. So if I don't see results, I won't rest. So like, that's why my energy is still high, I guess. What do you think? Did you think I gave a straightforward answer this time? Well, hopefully, hopefully, whoever asked that question, um, yeah, I hope you did like hit the nail on the head. Like, whatever like um they wanted or like you said maybe said what they wanted to hear because you did take your time to elaborate on the, the questions very well so let's just jump straight into the next one it says what is something you like to do that other people would probably consider weird if they knew <laughs> it's a good one <laughs> uh okay there's this thing i do i like just dance um, randomly like i just start playing music and then i dance for like one hour Okay, okay, excuse me. Okay, that's not weird. I spend like way more hours than I'm supposed to inside the bathroom. I don't like, I look at a mirror. Yeah. I, I bring a mirror and I literally oh. just speak to myself. <laughs> like, the thing is, I don't actually bring any mirror. I just sit down there, like sit down on the water closet and like be there thinking. That's like my thing. Okay, that's weird. I think that's just part of <laughs> you. Like human. I don't know. We all have our process of like um, processing stuff. So that's just your process. We want something really weird, something creepy. Mm-hmm. So, um, maybe just because my memory is filling me, yeah, there are a lot of things I do and weird. I think you, you should maybe just give me examples of your own weird. Let me see if I can try our memory. Because my memory is filling me. Trying to remember what, when I've been so weird like before. you do that I would consider weird would be like... Uh-huh. um. Because I feel like I do know it to an extent. Yeah. So I feel like something you do, I would consider weird. I feel like you enjoy pain. I think that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, definitely. I, I, I do enjoy pain. Like, I enjoy, like, the suffering. And I just feel like it, it's normal. Like, you, you probably won't know what's... Um, complete wholeness or complete joy is if the pain you've not like gone through the pain of it i i enjoy the pain i i adore the pain somehow like because like the pain like is... for me for me yeah when i watch you say you enjoy the pain i'm just i ask myself what is wrong is he broken <laughs> <laughs> no not like i'm i'm not broken but there's just this thing about adoring the pain like just going through it in joyful like in it's like be a man or something. I don't want to like be stereotypical, but like just taking it and knowing that there is like 
good that's about to come, but like taking that pain as much as you can so that when the joy comes, savor it, savor the I feel like I get my motivation from like painful circumstances, but I do not enjoy the pain. But like, mm, I think we're all different. Okay. I hope whoever asked that question, that was a good one because I'm surprised I had to remember, like I had to like suggest that. That's to show you how much <laughs> I know this bro. <laughs> I had to say, because like he was saying like classy stuff, like dancing, like bro, we all dance. That's not weird. We also look wise. That's not weird. But now enjoying the pain, that's definitely weird. Definitely. Okay, I, I, so, I don't think it'd be weird to so many people shout, but like, yeah. Really? Yeah, but I, I guess like, though if you, I, maybe I'll put up a poll or something later when the episode's out. Let's see. People who enjoy pain. If if enjoying pain is a weird thing or not. I think it is. I think, I feel like you can get motivation from pain. You can respect it because obviously, like you said, it's the wholeness, but you definitely enjoying the painful circumstances. Bruh. Like, what kind of neurotransmitters <laughs> do you have in your system? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so someone did say, what's something that everyone, absolutely everyone in the entire world will agree on? That God is real? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> not, not everybody agrees that God is real, but like... Yeah, okay. I know. That's what I say. Everybody, everybody agree that one plus one is equal to two, right? All right. Is there anybody that wants to fall to that? I think everyone can agree we breathe oxygen too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people actually don't know what oxygen is. That's mad. <laughs> okay. That's, so that's it. That's your answer. One plus one is two. Okay. okay let, let me see something that... Because a lot of things, even like the most basic things are quite controversial now. Just like, like yeah. calling women, women, like people with... You get like, you can't believe that in... Saying human will be like a controversial word. Like, what is who, that? Who are born female? Like, just call saying human as a blanket statement Women. for like everybody. Uh, it's quite controversial now. People prefer, like, really? the, woke mob, the woke mob will say, like, um, um, ovum. What do you guys have? Ovaries, like, um, um, individuals with ovaries. Really? <laughs> because, of, because of trans issues and all this thing. So, and, it's controversial to like say, um, to put the blanket statement where you're addressing women um, because you, you have so to like now be that You can't just say ladies and gentlemen anymore. You got to say people with ovaries and people with not. <laughs> no, you, you can say ladies and gentlemen, but like there are some things now that are quite controversial. Just like when you put a blanket statement like women for a wide variety of women, now, like um, women, um, um, trans women, and um, and um, cis women, all these things. I, I don't want to like. <laughs> I feel like that's, new, that's, that's quite new to me because I, I I don't see anything controversial about that statement. But like you said, like the whole world is evolving, and like people are finding faults and like I don't know people, irrelevant stuff. Who, who had like this whole debate about it on Twitter? It's nice. So someone did ask, you've always talked about how much you don't like trends and all of that. What current trend make, makes no sense to you? Um, it's this whole cancel culture trend, man. It's really? so fucking much like, 
canceling people, coming online to bash people, coming online to insult people, to show hate on people. Definitely, I don't like that. Like, so, like, let me see what other trends I hit, but it's definitely this cancel culture trend. I just pray that we pass I think, um, over Pierce it. Morgan wrote a book currently, and he did say, like, he did say the same thing about, like, canceling culture, the mob. He was like, yeah. that's something we this... should live in 2020. Yeah, definitely, because like, just like how we could have conversations in context, people don't have um, contextual nuanced conversations on Twitter. Just take anything they want to say from maybe your five, like how many characters is Twitter from your less than 100 characters tweets and want to like attack your needs. You've not had a nuanced discussion about what the person is thinking and how they are thinking about it or what context they're coming from. You just want to cancel them based on a less than 300 character tweets. Yeah. Doesn't make I think sense that's, I think I see where you're coming from. I, like, I think people need to like take a chill pill and then try to like, if you don't understand or if you don't agree with someone's opinion, just say, can you please elaborate? Not like be quick to say, oh, because of that statement, because you don't understand the context behind it. You know? Yeah. So I totally agree with you on that. So what's your best painting or work of art um, whoever asked this question, Kelvin don't paint. So I don't understand. <laughs> he doesn't have any I, painting. <laughs> it's, because, it's because I've always talked about um, how much I like art. People know I like art. And oh, I, I, let really? me just tell a small story. Okay, okay. Excuse me, you so, say people. In, I feel I like... Up, I have a small art background. You, don't, you didn't know that. I have a small art background because my mom... My mom worked in the Ministry of Art and Culture before she now went to the Supreme Equity Center of Art and Culture. So growing up, I always had access to museums, galleries, all these things. Okay, that's the fact like, about him I everything. have no clue about. <laughs> so like, I've, I never, I've never things. seen this guy with a work of art. I don't even know. I do know he has like, sometimes he, I would say he has, sometimes he has like, okay taste when it comes to art. But I had no clue that he had like a, he grew up with like, you know, they like background where you know when your mom works in art and culture obviously though like you're exposed to that i had no clue about that so this question and answer is really interesting go on go on tell me the best so is this guy i would say he paints really good it's called rene magritte and there's this work he painted the son of man it's really something that blew my mind it's it's like this this guy is this painting of man and then there's an apple in front of his face covering his face it's just yeah. like this um you can't see the man's face but is this apple you get yeah covers the face so so um rene magritte has painted some other kind of photo that it's just like people with something that cover their face it could be something like a cigarette like anything that covers their face he has painted like up to five different paintings with different things covering people's face like that this guy is a man in a suit with a hat and an apple covering his face that spoke to me because like the the title of the piece is called son of man it's just that like we can't really know people not like we can't really know people yeah could know themselves that's why he speaks to me it could have a different meaning i don't care but like for me i feel like only people could know themselves all you see is what people is the mask get is the mask that people see is what they are, they are all you see about people is just cover what they want you to see 
that was and, and that was very interesting because even when I look at my own self, I, for people who feel like maybe they know me and like you only know what yeah you see I get what's like you get so you don't know what you don't know maybe deep about me what I do in secret or any other thing you just know what I post what I talk about or anything yeah that's why I love the painting son of man and my great I just know like I mean if I was buying painting or if I was going paint shopping I kind of invite you or maybe say oh like give you like maybe out of three paste to, to choose one because I know the taste is not that like, <laughs> on like you said, you can never really know people. So yeah, I guess I don't know you. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. So someone did ask this. Um, how? Oh no, no, sorry. So someone was like, you did an episode on um, the use of AI in biology, and you did oh. say that that would be like the next big thing. They want you to like elaborate more on that. I do an episode about that or like, but I remember talking about it in, in WhatsApp or something. I, I used to like talk about biology and AI because I feel like, because even, okay, fun fact, but um, Ajuma, you yourself, you're a biology person. So you would know that. Yeah, yeah. That's funny enough. This combination is actually what I did study in school. That's literally so, what my degree was all about. Like my undergrad. So, um, and, and yeah, so I do want to hear what you have to say about what I studied being the, the next big thing. Go on. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, biology is like this field that has so much data, like there's so much data in biology. Gene data is like massive. So you could even sequence yeah. the data or anything you want to do. Uh, there's so much data. Like, what can we do with that data is, is like the problem. Like, how could we apply AI to like find patterns, find meaning from this data? Because biology is like a data rich thing. I mean, because mm. that's why you have fields like bioinformatics, there's like whole fields for this bioinformatics. There's drug data, there's gene data, there's any, there's all kinds of data in biology. Like, what can we do with, with this data? So, the next few years, we see a lot of people doing computational biology, trying to find patterns or meaning from this data, or just using data to make decisions on what people should do, how people should be treated, how people should take drugs, all those things. Yeah. And, and again, another thing I'm I'm quite because I've th- I've thought about some things that some things that we are trying to use technology to solve for humans, or if they were truly biological problems, get. Why do we know? Why don't we want to go down to like real biology to see if we could engineer biology? Not just use maybe like plain technology. Can we use, uh, can we do like a pure biological solution to, to some of the things like maybe people who will be going to space for like a hundred year space journey to another planet or something? Instead of doing a, doing like a small, a technological solution, can we change your biology so that it would be immune to some kind of radiation or like so that they could live long, all those things. Can we do all those? Then AI can help us, you know, make research faster in that field. And that was like what I was thinking about. It's not like I'm not, I'm not a pro in any of this. So I don't want to like go deeper and say things that I'm not too 
confident about, but like that's what most of what I was thinking about. Very good one, because like I think, um, like with the whole AI, I think obviously we know that it could make research like um, more efficient, like produce more like um, results that like you know are like more reliable. And like you said, mm. biology does con- contain a lot of data and data is useless if you, if you don't know how to use, if you don't know what to do with the information you gather, the whole research is useless. So we like optimizing our data to make prediction is literally like where we are at because we've realized that we humans, are, as much as we like to think, oh, we do have the same um, biological um, process we're kind of different we're like right like different when it comes to like the real biological like um the real biological aspect of us like our gene we can have maybe just one gene or one genetic modification will be different from you and like your siblings and that would like change like a whole i don't know change maybe the color of your eyes that's why you see people with two like different eyes, like you can have blue and you can have brown. It's just literally just one mutation of a gene that's causing that. So like you said, gene does contain a lot of data. Yeah, future. That's a very good question. And I think it's something that like, just like see what can you do. That's if you're into biology, if you do like biology or if you do have an interest in it, because so someone did ask this question and they said, how do you think the lockdown and the less socialization would change us in the long run? I think we did uh, talk I about that before, right? The beginning. So, so I guess we'll skip that question. And I think the person has already gotten their answers. And if you have more, you could contact me, talk about it. But yeah, that's my, my, my own opinions. I've already dropped them about that question. Yeah, so Jim, I think we could move on. So. Do you think you'll be doing more Q&A next year? Like more Q&A episode next year? I guess if I have time for it. Yeah, definitely. I want to like answer questions that people are saying. But like, if you have any questions, you could always contact me personally. But yeah, I think the Q&A episodes are good. They are quite fun. So yeah, definitely. I should be doing maybe one or two or three per year or something. I guess that's if I have uh, so much time for it. I think it's a very interesting question. It's evidence that the parameter we used to ascertain the intelligence of animals attains which a parameter excelled at, which is quite unfair, given that each species best dominates one cognitive ability or the other. For example, dogs with their indisputable sense of smell, smell among others. Does this void the, no- the notion of human beings being the smartest species? Yes, so... The thing about intelligence is that, like, intelligence is quite relative and, like, depends on what you're trying to, like, measure. So, intelligence, you you could, like, have, but I, I don't think we, we have, like, maybe a general notion of what is intelligence. But, okay, let's see now. And I know that humans are really, 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 they are, like, anthropocentric. They try to make everything about themselves. So, the measure of intelligence is human. So we, we, we take um, human intelligence as like the standard and as the correct metric of what intelligence should be. 
which most times I I might I, I don't know, but like though I'm human, I guess, but like that's what we've turned the world into a very anthropocentric place since we believe that we have so much dominance. Now, I would say that it depends on what you're measuring. Now, for me, in that does um, simulation of intelligent systems like dogs, dogs running or like ants crawling, like you're trying to simulate robotic systems of like this kind of animals, you see that you are measuring different things. When you are trying to make a dog walk, a robotic dog walk in simulation, it's quite different from when you are maybe trying to make make um, a humanoid robot walk in simulation or maybe an ant crawl in simulation. All these things are still intelligence. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to relate it to like an AI system now. All these things are like still intelligence, but... I think it's quite relative. It depends on what you're measuring. But I, I, I know that it's selfish as, as humans to use like the baseline for intelligence as just, as just like human beings and all these things. But, but yeah, for dog smelling, but would I say that as like pure intelligence? Or would I say, because in the future we are going to, we are definitely going to have maybe have engineered things to be able to dictate smells different kind of smells and they will to like, just like the way we can, like, like an AI model can tell the difference between a dog and a cat today. So in the future, we'll have maybe small devices that would be in an area that would like perceive the air around there and they will tell you this is like the constituents of the air and then now in turn tell you what is smelling. So is that just intelligence? Intelligence is I smell something and then, okay, I can be able to make decisions based on that smell. Just okay, be, just being able to detect a smell is it might not be really, really intelligence to me. You get just because I can smell very well. Would it, would you say that is intelligence? So there are some things that are just senses. Okay, your sense is sharp in this area, but is that intelligence? So there are so many things that might not be labeled as intelligence. Although I agree with you when you're saying that. We humans are selfish for using ourselves as the baseline for intelligence, but some things might not really be intelligence in some other kind of animals or anything. I, I don't know if I still have more to say about that, but Ajuma, what do you think? Yeah, I think, first of all, like, we need to, like, um, first of all, it's clearly we humans are the one defining what is, like, best and what is not. So that point of like selfish here, yeah, we do like, I do accept on that because we are the one deciding if, um, we're deciding the base, what we think is the base or the best IQ or whatever. So obviously, you know, there'll be a form of bias there. And I don't think sense of smell does equate to intelligence. I would not like, yeah, because like, for example, the lions now, when it comes to like their feeding, you know, we all know that lions are like the cat family. Is that what you call them? The cannibals. Mm. They, they're very, they're really good at killing. They're like good hunters, but that's not intelligent. Obviously we know they do calculate moves. Like obviously, you know, when they see their prey, the way they like watch you for a while, study you before they attack. I think that's very quite stimulating because I've watched a few like animal documentary and I'm just like, how do they know to 
like how would they know to react that way like you like do you get me yeah exactly i think i get you yeah because that 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 in turn is intelligence you know like acting on acting on um, maybe something that you've smelled or acting on a sense that you that that captured you then you will not say that that's intelligence but if you just be there and like not so some things are like naturally like obviously we know some things are like naturally gifted like the bees now they produce honey or like i just feel like it's first of all like i said it's bias that we human classify we're the one classifying intelligence but I just feel like um, at the same time, we need, to li- we need to like look at the definition of intelligence. It's not just like your natural, like, because we know people are like different. Some people are really good at skills, but like, I would not classify that as, in- I'm com- I feel like the whole thing is confusing me now because um, as, would you say skills, you're like, because you know skills, like what you do. So people are like naturally like they're really good at um handwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would yeah, you say that's yeah. intelligence then? The thing is, if I can teach, if if I if, intelligence is like being able to survive with you know being able to gain skills that you can be able to survive in a wide array wide um, array of environment. So if I train and if I take an agent now. And it can do stuff and survive in a wide array of different environments with different challenges. Then you now say, yes, this agent is intelligent. Just like maybe in a small video game, I'm training an agent to play games. So if you, if an agent can play different array of games and survive and win, then you can say is intelligent. Then it's not just mastered one certain thing or just like no parameters based on just one certain game that it can. And like, so I feel I, like. I feel like the whole thing with intelligence is like you gotta like not just acquire the skills but apply it. Yeah, sure. So definitely. like some some people do have skills that they're not acquired. They're just like it's like it's like some people are just they know how to think. They were never taught how to think. Yeah, do you get what I mean? Those ones like can be like hardware, but like if you could, you know, make. Oh, that's why I feel like there are different kind of intelligence. People are like um, mentally, um, sorry, um, they are gifted with um, numbers, like yeah. gifted words, gifted with athletic abilities, hand-eye coordination for people who know how to like play games and sport all these things. And there are people who yeah, have like... But I do think, sincerely, think. I do think there's some, there some animals that are really like, I won't say smarter than humans, but you just wonder how they... They like, they like adapt to certain scenarios. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they use, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't think anybody teaches animal skills, but they just learn like, like the prey know when to like run and then the predictor know when to attack. It's it's really strange, but (laughs) like, yeah, I think, I do think we humans, we are biased about like the whole classification of intelligence but at the same time i don't really think like um if you don't like um if you have the skill naturally then oh you're better than like somebody else i think it's you have to like be able to acquire other skills and apply them then i can say okay yeah 
you are intelligent. It's like when it's like when they, they train a, a monkey to talk and the monkey is talking. Now you're like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, in in that sense, um, Wow says that like it depends on what you, what you feel is intelligent. Some things might not necessarily be intelligence the way we see it. They are just like they you're maybe like hardwired to do this thing, but like is yeah, it exactly. really intelligent? That's what I was trying to say. Yep. So let's see what do we have again in the list of questions. Um so we're just gonna like keep um going. Yeah. And someone asks, why does life happen the way we don't plan it? Um because the future is unpredictable and the string of consequences in just one action are like quite infinite and it could go in any of those directions, I guess. And you probably are just human in this world. In the grand scheme of things, you are just like a grain of sand. You don't mean anything. So your plans for you, you are just being egoistic feeling like your plan should move in the way you should go. I think it's just that ego in you because it then means that because if your plans go the way it should, it means it's going to affect certain things that you thought, certain things or certain people that you thought, okay, this is how it should go. So I feel it's just that um, egoistic thing in people that that they feel like their plans should go the way it should plans rarely ever like go the way they plans rarely ever like executed the way they are thought out is it plans or life what was the question plan or like life that's the question was why does life happen the way we don't plan oh okay okay why does life okay i think i'm still answering it correctly so Life happens the way you don't plan. Let me even give an example. You know, I, I, I was, I traveled to Lagos last two weeks and I already planned everything, how the trip would be, how I'll book my hotels, where I would stay, how my movement would be like. And mm-hmm. I, I did a pl- I did planning for almost a week just to be sure that because I've never been to Lagos before. I need to be sure of my hotel. I need to be sure of every single thing. How, okay, from the hotel, go to these places go to this friend's house or go to this person's place, stay here. Okay. Now transition to another place. Like everything was well thought out in my head. I was like, I had like a path plan and day. And then that morning, I mean, or the day before I'm, I, I was meant to go to Lagos. That was the day. Every, all the plans started like scattering. First of all, the bride I was supposed to take to Lagos. That one, Something now happened and I that one I now had to change plan. So even my hotel plan, home plan, everything, everything failed. So I just had to like just you know, I, I was not like um this person to like just, you know, cry myself out and say, Oh wow, see what what would I do now? I just like went to the flow, you get. So I feel like life will always give you options, even if things don't go as planned. So it's so far you've reached a, a certain stage of anything, you only see options. Just like go with the option that works best at that moment and leave, forget about the plan. Forget about the plan, just leave the plan. 
the plan, if it works, it works fine. If it doesn't work, then go with what works at that moment. Just forget the plan, man, because the plan most times, most times will fail. That's why I just have to say, like, life doesn't really go as planned, man. The future is unpredictable and the string of consequences from every actions are quite infinite and definitely, most times, life never goes the way we expected. Ajuma, when have you ever planned something and you just went boom, like you just went like totally off about what um, against your own plan? Well, I think if actually um, we plan and then um, it goes as planned, I don't think I'd be born into the family I was born. <laughs> like, Lord yeah. knows if I if I was given the opportunity to pick and then plan how my life would be on earth, bruh. <laughs> I literally don't think anyone would be like saying, oh, I'm struggling or whatever. But then there's also a saying that say, if you plan to fail, then you fail to plan. Yeah. Yeah, you, I think, you, you can only plan, man. The best you can do is plan because you don't even know if that plan will work. So I think plan. the beauty about life is just like going with like like the uncertainty times, like when we're not certain about like various like situations. I think that's literally where the beauty of life lies. Is like it just like spring up surprises for us because like if everything is like as we plan or as we hope to be then I think we'll all get bored because it's like you can see what's coming next. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a plan can take... So, like, it depends on how you want to look at your situation. Whenever I plan and, like, it doesn't go as as my plan, I see it as a redirection. I see it as, oh, there's something much better that I have no clue about. That's literally how I see um, myself in situations like that. So, if I wanted to, for example, I remember when I was in Nigeria, my I wanted to go to um I wanted to go to the University of Loring. It didn't work out. I thought like, what the fuck? Like obviously that was my plan. Oh like hold and be behold, like I didn't know that God had a better plan for me and that I was going to go to the UK to study. So I mean sometimes when we plan, we plan like to the extent we know. But like there's other like things out there. So it just depends on how you want to see your scenario. Like every scenario, every time I've been in a situation that I've drafted out an A to Z and it didn't go as planned, I'm telling you something much better happened. So I see my plan as like every day, like whenever I plan, I just see every direction. I'm so happy for every direction because I'm just like, do you know what? I actually had no clue this exist. And so it's nice for me to plan and then like, I see something better else. It's just like you expecting, how would I put it? Okay, you say, for example, you say you want, like, obviously, a 2020 model, like a Mercedes. And then mm-hmm. that's because you don't know that the 2021 is, ex- like, will, he- will exist. And then you walk into the car room and, like, the car showroom and someone's like, oh, we have, we actually have a 2020, um, 2021 model. It just hasn't been released. And then you're like, but we're we're out of stock for the twenty twenty. Like fuck, it's twenty that I want. But then you go in there and you you go with the expectation, like oh, I'm gonna get twenty twenty, right? And then you walk in there and they show you twenty twenty one version, and it's, you know, like oh my god, you know, I actually love this better than the one I had in stock. Like so, yeah, I think 
whenever you're in a situation where you have a plan and it does go as much as you want it to go, just believe that it's so much better out there because you like there is. So yeah, literally that's my take on like life in general. Mm. I just feel like I just feel like um like like because when you know when you when you just begin to like see life differently is like when you do because um I'm like someone who plans a lot because like I like to like think about how my steps should be try to like do I plan to I'm I'm basically someone who plans to the end to make sure that things work out and I've seen that most things never just go as planned so what you could do for yourself is to make contingencies you know people who have plan A plan B you could do that so that you could know. So that you will not just act randomly if a plan fails, I guess, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And no, there's not sometimes going with the flow is really nice, you know. Just see where life takes like life take you. That's sometimes that's literally the best option because it's like you're not struggling, you're just but then it's I feel like it's the way you, like you're thinking because we don't know it, but the way we think and the way we handle the situation does affect our reality. Because um I believe that before everything is happened or like before um, anything happens, we must have thought of it or we must have seen it. Do you get what I mean? So I feel like for me, I think my mindset is a very, um, is a very um, strong, like my mindset does affects my reality. That's literally how I say it. So like whenever you're stuck or whenever you're in a situation, I literally would advise, like, I know it might be like the situation that you think, oh, it's so impossible. There's literally no way. Just literally trying for something positive to be grateful for and go with the flu. You'll be so surprised where it takes you. That's literally how I survive, like, day to day. It's not like, oh, I have this, like, I plan, but, um, yeah. It's not like, I'm, I'm not like, I will not say I'm a very like organized human being, but I do try to like obviously plan my day before. But I'm telling you, I never like it's not saying I don't want to stick to my plan, but just it just doesn't. The plan I have are like are not are not are not um as much um like what I see like what happens day to day is so different from what I've planned beforehand. But I think. Because I didn't know that like situations could go that way, so I never thought about it or never planned planned my way or my day that that way. So, um, my plans is like whack compared to what happens in my life. It's like oh, I draft a plan, but something better, greater happens. So yeah, obviously I'll be sad like oh, this didn't work out for me. But then at the end of the day, when I think about it, I'm like Do you know. I'm actually so grateful this didn't work out because I would, what I wanted was like so bad compared to what's happening right now, if you know what I mean. Mm. So, I think, I think we've answered that question. I don't know if they'll be satisfied. You know, I think I know the person who answered this question, but I'm not going to mention your name because they actually, they, they actually asked me on WhatsApp personally before like they now put it anonymously on on the website. So yeah, props to you. I hope I've answered your question. I hope Ajuma answered your question. 
And I hope you're satisfied. If you have any other thoughts, always contact me. Feel free, free, free to share, right? Feel free to share. <laughs> yeah, so what's next? So Brazil obviously list. planning, because I don't know this person so into planning. They go, like, when you're, like, so I think someone else is trying to start a podcast and they're asking, um, I'm planning on starting a podcast. Should I? Like, what's your opinion well, on them starting a podcast? Well, the thing is, if you feel you have something to say, just start. You don't need to, like, be one kind extra big, big um, person. So it's like, But if you feel like you have something to share with people, definitely just start. I mean, that's, like, the only requirement. If you feel you have, and you have time for it, sure. Like, if you feel you have something to share with people, a story, talk, you want to, like, interview people definitely start one there's nothing holding you back it's just putting talks or conversations or stories or rants on the internet if you like to rant rant and put it on the internet people will listen i think i should definitely start one then <laughs> yeah so guys, no yeah would you guys like to listen to my podcast as a what do i say okay so as someone that had a upbringing in nigeria and i'm currently in, in europe and like would you love to listen would you love to like know how obviously i had to like balance and had to like i wouldn't say reinvent my life but had to like like adapt to certain situations so if you love to hear my podcast um yeah reach out to kelvin and just let me know <laughs> yeah anyways I, to next okay do you have something to say no no problem just go on Okay, let's go straight to the next question. So they go, actually, it's not a question, it's a message. Oh. So someone will tell you, you have a very sexy voice and your eyes are amazing. Yeah. Okay, what the fuck? Yeah, I think, I, <laughs> but I anyways, the first time I saw you in chemistry, over at school, I was crushed by you, bruh. Okay, <laughs> you got okay. fans. Okay, you know what? Okay, chemistry of one is this lecture theater in my department. In department of chemistry, there's this there's this small. It's called oven because it's just like it's literally like an oven. You'll be hot when you're inside it. So, um, I yeah, people people a lot of people have told me uh, they like my voice and my eyes. Okay, calm yeah. down, calm down. No, please, Brad. Okay, guys, he's like getting too hot. I need to like calm him down. Yes. His voice is like <laughs> mediocre. It's like basic. Like no. he, he could sound better, but no, I feel, I feel, I feel my voice is good though. No, not like I feel my voice is good. I don't like my own voice, but if people say it's good, I mean, if a lot of people say it's good, then it's good. You get, I like, there's nothing, I, I don't mean, feel I like there's any special thing. I, I, I get it a lot. I know someone's like, you have sexy voice. I'm like, yeah, my days. But yeah, I do hear my voice personally. Like, I would not like to listen to my, that's the thing with me starting a podcast. I just, I cringe. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Listen to your own voice and you gotta edit that shit. Like, I think that put me off. When I started this podcast, that was like my biggest barrier. Like, I hated listening to my, I just hate listening to my voice. When I like, during the editing, like, I just want to skip to the, where the other person was talking so that, so that I could edit it well, man, because I just hate hearing my voice. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know why. We, I think that's the thing we need to like research and, and like see why we humans, first of all, know, like do a survey. How many people do actually like, like listen to themselves or don't cringe listening to themselves and then like see what's the whole like science behind it. I think that would be a very interesting topic to like elaborate on. Yeah, I think it's something that if you're listening and you maybe you want to use it as your psychology final year project, you should definitely steal this one. I give you a free idea on this podcast. If you're studying psychology. Obviously, when you listen to something, it's because you want to increase in knowledge. So I wouldn't say it's stealing, but I would say like the question is out there. In fact, they'll be doing you a favor because who knows? You could like, you know, work with them. So obviously you could do a research and you could like ask them questions, you know. Interview yeah. them how. So it's a collaboration. So to the next question. Wow. Okay. But, but Kelvin, we need to like, um, I need to ask you this question. Yeah. How do you feel or tell me what feeling are you got? Like what's the emotion right now when you hear people say, oh, you've got a sexy voice and you used to hate your voice. How, like how? It is, it is like, okay, I don't feel like any better, but I just say, okay, good. Maybe now I can brag about this, but it doesn't like mean that it's just like, you know, you know, like when you hit like a milestone or achievement, how you feel, that doesn't bring, it doesn't bring that kind of feeling. It just says, okay, well, okay, maybe I can brag about this now. <laughs> it doesn't make you feel any, for me personally, it doesn't make me feel any kind of better or something. It's really? like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Then maybe I should keep speaking and bragging about my voice then. No, it's not about, I don't think it's all about bragging. It's just appreciating. Cause like, I feel like if you used to hate something and people are telling you that stuff is actually nice, then you gotta like be like, Oh, do you know what? Okay. I'm grateful for that, for that then. Do you get what I mean? It's not like bragging, mm. but it's a whole like, like, do you appreciate your voice now any better than before? Because then you had like low self-esteem when it comes to your voice. But now people are like giving you feedback that, you know, what actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that, I think that's something too, because I used to like hate my face. You get until when I now have female friends are like, hey, you, you look cute. You look handsome. Then, okay, oh my I now God, felt, blind. Sorry, I now felt sorry, that Sorry, if you're listening <laughs> and you have a crush on him, God need laughing. Shut the fuck up, Christabel. So, I'd... You know, people telling me that, okay, I, so you, you just have that, okay, wow. Okay, if these people say you're handsome, then I could definitely post He's my pictures. Not. Because, what the fuck? like, I, I have this I'm no self I'm cringing now on this show. I'm cringing. <laughs> I'm cringing right now. Like, guys, please. Please. Uh, oh, my God. Because, you know, I actually I mean, had no clue you used to hit your face. Tell us, like, why? Why? No, I, I, the thing is, like, I've hated my face and like my body for a very long time in my life. Like, why? I don't know. I just felt like uh, it's not better. You get to, it's just. So I think the only thing I've ever really liked about myself is my head, like my brain, I guess. Like, okay. To be honest, I, I feel like that's my favorite part. Like, well, but now <laughs> you're so dumb. So go. <laughs> before because you guys come with this piece, i think for me how our relationship started when like him um, when i'm in relationship i mean like friends that when i saw how like he used to be like he used to study because i feel like 
the people you surround yourself with like impact you or like in some kind of way. And I, I'm somebody that would just, okay, the cheat way to live in, I'm giving you the cheat to life is if you know you finally had to read. So I'm just saying with people that read, because when you see them reading, you just want to do that. So I like to surround myself with people that they will influence me or do like the peer pressure will be for positive things rather than negative. If you get what I mean. So yeah, it's like, exactly. why surround yourself with people that smoke weed when you know they're going to want you to smoke weed? I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying that. So like, if you know you don't want to do it. So for me, I was like, okay, I know when it comes to reading, I'm like, oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to like go out there and like have friends that love reading and are talking about books because then I'm going to feel a certain kind of when I'm like, no, I have to read now because I know they're going to chat about that. So the influence, they were robbing me in the right way. Mm-hmm. So that was for me. So that's literally how we became friends. But I don't think people see it that way. I don't know what, the, I don't know how people, like what people think about like our friendship, like the people that are listening to this podcast podcast, and like know us as friends. I really don't know your opinion about us. But for me, it was just because he was going to rob me in the right way. And I was like, I need that in my life. So yeah, that was literally it. So, but now Kevin is, he's so laid back. And he's just, I don't know, he's not impressing me anymore. I'm like, do I need to upgrade you? Like, what's going on, bro? What's going on? What What do you mean laid back? <laughs> what do I mean laid back? When was the last mean? time we had a chat about like a book? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I read every day. Do you? I... Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. But the thing is, we don't, like, I feel like our discussions are not like, well, sometimes we do talk about educative or like, but like before you influence me, like, you know, but now it's just, I don't know. We talk uh, about random. Which guys, you don't want to know our real conversation. It's so random and like, <laughs> yeah. But I think I that's know. because sometimes we need a break, like, you know. Yeah, like, I mean. Anyway, to the next question. Brad, I think you have loads of women on this. The fact that I'm a woman and I'm asking you this question, I'm like, I, I'm curious to know the answer number one, but I'm like, bruh, who are these girls? Can I like, can you like, why are you not telling me about your fans? Like, anyway, oh. so someone was like, what is the most important thing that women should understand about men? It seems to you that they do not understand. What? Oh, bruh, wow. who asked this question? Men. First of all, I'm like, am I the right person to even answer that question? Because... What do I even know? Okay, let me see. What do men... Okay, what you mean, what do women need to know about men that most of them do not what, know? What is the most important thing that women should know, should understand about men? Because you, like to you now, the person seems like, it seems to you that they do not understand. Yeah, okay. I think because I've had conversations with a few guys, I think one of the things they have talked about and personally what I feel like I, I also hate is people being controlling and dramatic. People trying to like be dramatic, like women trying to be dramatic, like not being straight to the fucking point. Always what trying to mean? like, always trying to like be dramatic about things. Like what do you want? Like, like be fucking direct about it. Like, and I've seen guys complain about that a lot, but I, I don't know if that's like a general big issue. But yeah, most I'm, and now I'm talking about now I'm talking about I'm talking about men and women relationships. 
your thoughts. Hmm? I'm talking and about female listeners that feel hurt by that statement. <laughs> I'm sorry, he doesn't know any better. I'm, 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 I will scold him after this conversation. Yeah. So I hope people won't cancel me for this. Yeah, but then like. Oh people, my God! If, let's cancel him, women. <laughs> like, um, I'm joking. Like, in a relationship, I'm talking about men and women relationship now. Like, who can can you be fucking so direct? Like, direct about maybe what you want, how you want things to be, or like be direct about what you feel. Like, and not be dramatic about it. I think that like men, I don't think men in particular so like wait, that drama. So wait, you say men, men are not like. Yes, yeah, same men are not direct with the women. I totally agree with you on that. No, no, no. Like, 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 I, I see that most times men will be fucking direct about what they want, how they want things mm-hmm. to be, or, or like anything they are doing. But like, like the women are not so direct like that. They like to be dramatic. They like to act like, you know, they like to, maybe you want me to add a little pressure so that I could get what I want. No, no, it's like, Maybe I need to like force you to say what you want, force you to reveal what you are feeling, all those kind of things. Like be fucking direct. No, direct no, I d- no, dramatic. I feel like I feel like you're going so overboard. Like it's not even necessary to like get to that extent of you using like force to describe the situation. No, I just feel like obviously you gotta like build trust for somebody. Like yeah, maybe to you you don't care about like how the person is going to like understand or how the person is going to assimilate what you're saying. But to a woman, obviously she just can't say anything to you. You've got to like build that trust. It's not being dramatic. Everybody wants to be in a safe space. They want to know, okay, this guy, yeah, I know whatever I'm going to tell him is going to be between us. And I just feel like if that doesn't, or if that's not in the relationship, she just can't like say it. She'd rather like go through whatever she's going through silently because you know, Nobody want their business out there. So I don't think you got to say force. It's not, no, force will get you nowhere. You have to build trust. And how do you build trust? Your actions have to match your words. Yeah. You know me, I, that's why I said I'm not a fucking pro in this because I don't even know why someone would dare to ask me this kind of question. I don't deal with men and men and women issues like Because I I think the person is asking you this question because you portray that women do not understand men. So that's literally why they're asking you. It's it's based on how you portray your like self when it comes or what you say when it comes to relationship. Because let's read the question again. What is the most important thing that women should understand about men? And it seems to it seems to you that they do not understand. So to you, she's saying based of, or he is saying based of the conversation you guys have had, you made certain statements that seem like women have no clue about men. So she's trying to ask you to you now. Okay, for example, if you're in a relationship, what should your woman know about you? What is the most important thing that your lady should know about you? Um. Okay, I feel like. About me, just know that I have my shit to do, and okay, now, now I'm, I'm being personal. Know that I have my shit to do, and I would like to take my time. Most times, that I'm someone who could be happy. I'm like I'm just human. I'm not Superman. 
I could I I could be depressed today, happy tomorrow, and that's just life. I can't be the same mood every day, and I can't give you the same fucking energy every time. So don't say I've changed. Don't question. You don't need to like question everything about me, or or feel I've changed, or feel like my orientation about you or about us have changed. Yeah, that's what I feel. Like just know that. I am human and I, I so, could like go through a series of stuff. So basically, like for me, yeah, based on what I'm listening, what I'm hearing is that shit, your reaction to certain scenarios in the relationship should not put that off. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Like just know that like I'm only human and I could be, I could hit rock bottom today and I could be in. Yeah. But I, like, I, I so when in, you're in a six, hmm? sorry. Keep going, sorry. So it means like today I could hit rock bottom or tomorrow I could be in fucking topmost floor of Burj Khalifa. You get, I could be happy, I could be sad. And I, I it's just normal. It means my, my reaction to things might change. Doesn't mean that that doesn't give me an express permission to be an awful person. I'll be kind, I'll be respectful, but know that the same energy that I might show today might not be necessarily the same energy I'll show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like no one is expecting everybody to like literally be the same, you know, react the same every time. There's just sometimes that, you know, like you're not having it or like one of those days. So like, I don't think any woman would expect, obviously. But then like when you're in a situation where you're down, like how, like, I just feel like, yeah, obviously your reaction would change, but you don't have to like be in that situation alone, if you get what I mean. So that is why I'm saying, like, I don't know what kind of relationship you have, but obviously when they stress, nobody will question. She's just be like, I'll, like, if she really knows you, she's just going to be like, oh yeah, it's just one of those days. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they'll give you the space. You don't even need to ask for space. If anything, like... I could, like, for example, I could be going through a bad day and literally just the reaction of my my facial expression, my friends will know that, oh, yeah. And then they'll just, what do you need? Flowers, whatever they could do to make my day better. But they would give me the space that I, like, deserve, like, I I need. And that's because we've built trust and we've, like, our relationship is to that extent, you know? So I think for someone to be asking this question, I don't know whoever they are. I feel like you sh- you need to work with your partner on building trust, like knowing them and like, yeah, like get into that safe space where you don't get put off by every single reaction because sometimes when we're angry, we say things that we don't mean. And even when we're happy, we just say things that we don't mean. So, but you just really need to know the person that you're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I would I would have not put it in a better way. So yeah, hope the person is happy with that response from Ajuma. Ajuma is a really bright person. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's let's move to the next question. What's the sweetest thing you've ever done for a girl? Nothing. Trust me. What's the sweetest thing I've ever done for a girl? Nothing. Uh, oh, let's yeah. see. Oh, you know what? Yeah, he did. Did you carry my water when we were back in school? No. Sure, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I've carried girls' water back in, back in school. Sure. But is that a sweet thing? Yeah, but you... that was not me. 
yeah that's sweet because if i'm dying and you're helping me that that i think that's that's the little little things that like make life easy for somebody (laughs) so you mean just help or like because i've helped a lot of people which that includes so many girls too What's the sweetest thing you've ever done for a girl? Like for me, if you've carried my water before, that's sweet. Thank you. But uh, I know he hasn't, so move on. Kevin has not. So, so I, I, I probably because I'm recovering from my my days of toxic masculinity. So I guess maybe ask me this question in the next few years. I could have done one sweet thing, but I've never done anything that I would consider that sweet. Well. Then again, if you are listening and I've done something sweet for you, you could remind me. My memory fails me at this time to quite like to pick up. But anything. you know what? I think he's about to do something sweet. He's about to like obviously help one of his friends that is female that's in need of space. And I think that's sweet. Jeez. That's in his <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. We are bringing our business to this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're about to. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So and what's your well, favorite book to read? Uh my favorite book to read. Let's see. The thing is I've, had, like, I've read a lot of books, but like one of my favorite books to read is like this story. Like I've listened to this story. I've read the book audio. I've seen the movie. Like I keep like repeating it just because the story is amazing. Is um, sure is my the Bible story? No, no, no. It's by my favorite author. Looking, looking. The book is looking for the the book is looking for Alaska. Oh, can you give us a summary and tell us why the book like speaks to you? So, it just begins with these guys who with this guy. His name is Miles Miles Halter, I guess. He likes to memorize last words. So he reads biographies a lot so that he could get a lot of last words. So he knows a lot of famous last words. And even the ones that aren't that famous, he goes to, he, he, he goes to like a normal day school. But, you know, something just changed in him one day and he felt like he wants to go to a boarding school in the middle of nowhere. Because according to him, he, he wanted to seek a grip perhaps. That was actually last word from someone. He heard that last word from, is it Francio de Boulay or something that I go to seek a grip perhaps. So for him, he said he doesn't want to die or he doesn't want to wait till he's dying before he seek his own grip perhaps that he could find it. So he, you know, he went there because he was looking for some adventure. He went to this boarding school. He made friends with this guy called Chip Martin. They call him, what they call him? They call him, um, the general, I guess. So, sorry, just I could just call him Chip. I've forgotten his nickname. I think General or something. The Colonel, yeah, the Colonel. They call him the Colonel. So he made friends with him. He was actually his roommate. He fell in love with this girl on first sight. Her name is Alaska Young. Alaska Young was a sweet, lovely, beautiful girl that he fell in love with. And ever since, he began his chase this girl, he, first of all, impressed her by saying, because when, when he impressed her by speaking last words to her, when she asked now, who is the, like, what, what was the last word of this person? And, you know, she got impressed and she's, you know, there are some girls that like to put air of mysteries around them just to seem mysterious and cool. And she, Alaska, was that kind of girl. So it's a bittersweet love story. I, it's like, I could, 
I could go on and on, but like I just want to like cut it short. It's just a bittersweet love story. Alaska later died and and he left um who was this guy um who was okay Miles. He left Miles wondering about the meaning of life. It was one of my one of my earlier um um encounters with the question what the meaning of life is and why we need religion. It was the book was talking about religion, the afterlife, and what the meaning of life is. And it was really, it was a really beautiful story. I, I encourage anybody to, to read that book. It's just a love story that like just teaches you so many philosophical and religious things. It's a beautiful love story, but a bittersweet one. Did I try? I feel like I'm not good at narrating things. But at least you did give us like, a, like a, you give us a, introduction a bit of context <laughs> and then you summarized it so yeah. i mean what more could we ask for except you say the name again so they can go and read it looking Those for alaska ones. by john green okay so if anyone is i don't know want to add more to your playlist that's one of them check it out it's so yeah. funny that like kevin is reading love stories to be honest <laughs> but then again love story talks about religion and all that stuff so i'm impressed because I know he's not really into the that part, <laughs> but I'm. I now I know why he read the book because it's just it's more than a love story. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. Oh, so think... let's go. Sorry. No, no, just continue. I was trying to like recount my favorite, um, my favorite scene from the book, or I yeah, I don't know. Probably when he impressed the girl. <laughs> I'm just saying that, no, that probably, would probably, probably be when probably when they kissed. Yes, but the, the day he kissed her, the next day she died. Oh my, and that's the, sad. The, the, the day he kissed her, that night she died. So like he has what been trying her? to, so he has been trying to get this girl. You get, yeah, the he chase. has been trying to get this girl, Imagine and now you you immediately get her, and she falls in love with you. She kissed you. You kissed her. You guys had a moment together, and that night oh, she died. That's, so that's going to leave anybody. She 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 went drunk that night because they they both were drunk. They both were drunk, and you know they kissed. They had sex. I don't know if they had sex. They had fun though, and she got a call. Yeah. She got yeah. a call and immediately she left boarding school. She like started driving and they could have stopped her. But and that was the blame. They they like her friends, Chip and Miles, they put the blame on themselves because they could have stopped her knowing that she was drunk. So they put the blame on themselves, like they are the one who killed Alaska. Okay. They let her drive drunk somewhere outside school. Yeah. So but one of one of the most painful things. One of the most painful things, one of the most painful things for Miles was that for someone who likes last words, he never knew Alaska's last words. That's heartbreaking. I would, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was nobody there to like, I don't know. Yeah, she died alone, slow and fast. That was how the book put it. Straight and fast. Yeah, well, let's not dwell on that. Sounds painless. <laughs> Okay, so oh, I don't understand how we got there, but yeah, guys, 
that's like I don't know like you said it's a bittersweet story because even me I'm getting in my feelings right now <laughs> you talk a lot about AI on your WhatsApp like status oh. yeah so what do you think the future will look like in the next 10 years uh lot- I, I I really don't think much would happen from what we are seeing now 10 years is like too small for like a really big progress but I still feel like there'll be there'll be incorporation in of ai into more things into more gadgets and we'll see more spike in iot and ai so a lot of things will now become smart you get so not like there will be like an exponential far growth just be like far from where we are seeing now but like a lot more things will become intelligent that a lot more things will now begin to collect data and act on data and use data to make smart decisions for you so that's why I feel that's yeah, just like a I'm brief. thinking I'm thinking because you know obviously like you said they will collect data but then that's our data do we want that Yeah that brings like, up I get like, really like mad when I say something and then all day long I just I say it right on my phone and then mm. all I can see is the ad of that stuff like I could say okay oh I like this pink top and then I go on Instagram all I say is pink top I go on YouTube, the ad that's coming up. I'm like, why? No, like it, it freaks me out. Yeah, the, I think then, I think maybe that, that still depends on you because you are using um, services that you can't trust like Facebook or Instagram. For me, I've, I've, I don't use Facebook anymore. And I... I yeah, I, but I, I say it out loud on my phone. Yeah, but a lot of people have told me that um these services are tracking them and recording audio um so i know that's part of something but like what i feel like for the next few years is that there should be like more ethics more ethical Hello. ways to mine data that i could choose i, I could choose like- i could choose for my data to mine to be mined or not like i could choose to opt into whatever data gathering program they have or or not that's why I feel like and more software companies should do. They, that's a very huge, with the whole growth of social media, I think ethics is a very, so if you're looking for somewhere to like, I don't know if, if you studied law or whatever, or like policy, you like engine policies or ethics. I think that's a good opportunity because with data now, I just feel like, yes, we do have the GDPR. I don't know, do, do you guys have something about data there? Mm, no, not really, but like I know the EU has some kind of GDPR stuff. Yeah, we do have that, but I just feel like there's still like more when it comes to data to be done because like our privacy is being reduced every day. It's getting like, I don't know. But yeah, but, okay, straight. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, in the next 10 years, I don't, I just hope I answered that person's question well. Like in the next 10 years, more, we won't see any drastic change than what we are seeing now, I guess. But like, if you want to like talk about 40 years, then what, what I do is that I look back. Anytime I want to look forward, I look backward. I look at, okay, if I want to see how 10 years from now will be, or I want to see how 40 years from now will be, I just look back. What was available 10, what wasn't available 10 years from now, like 10 years before and now we have it. Or like what was impossible, what was impossible 10, like what was impossible, like, 10 years backward, but now it's possible. You get, that's how you now see, okay, maybe in the next 10 years, this would have been possible. So to look forward, you kind of look, have to look backward just to compare. 
somehow. Yep. Hopefully, yeah, whoever answered that question. Um, if you do have a better answer, I'm sure Kevin would like to hear about it. But yeah, the next question is, how have you been able to keep your life and work running and still do podcasts on the side? Mm. <clears throat> the thing is, there's always time, I guess. Because I, even apart from the fact that I have to read, I have to work, I have to do stuff, I still find that I have time for social media. I still find myself scrolling. So there's always time. So it's just like to remove, it's just like to remove the clutter from all the things that you, that might waste your time and just focus on what is the essential thing. I feel like there's always time. Look at Elon Musk. Elon Musk runs some of the successful companies in this world and he still has time to be on Twitter chit-chatting all day. So not like all day, but like almost all the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Elon Musk is very active on Twitter, always there. So if he runs <laughs> the, um, those successful companies and he still has time, a regular person like me should have time to do what. I think the even Donald Trump, that's a good example of Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump runs the big United States of America and he still has time to and like so chit chat on Twitter yeah. all day. So there's always time, man. Just make time. I think this that that question I could like yeah that question was meant for me because <laughs> I keep asking like where where's the time like going to like you know okay so this question was being asked and it goes like this there was this episode you guys talked about being a poly innovator and trying out different things since it's not bad to be a jack of all trades do you think that this is true in 2020? You necessarily be good at many things right now, given that many years have grown, many areas have grown widely and deeply in terms of content and knowledge. Yeah. So the thing about these days is that like um, a lot of fields have grown so widely, like compared to back in the days. Okay, take a field like maths, for example, mathematics of those mathematicians of those days is to be like really knowledgeable about the whole field. Like they really, really, really knew their shit like in and out math, the whole field. But like now it's quite impossible to get a grasp of the whole field. You have to now specialize. Like people these days are specializing. We have more specialists these days or like compared to back in the days, even in all fields right now, like computer science, biology, physics, like these days you have to specialize. It's quite hard to get a grasp of a lot of things, but I can understand that. But I think what he was trying to say was you don't have to be um, a grandmaster or a pro in all these things. All you just have to be is like, maybe just take the 1% to 5% that you could grasp in all the different areas and, you know, get knowledge in all these things you don't need to know too deep about them to be like some kind big i know specialization is still good in the sense that you could do like do maybe groundbreaking work in them but you don't need to like specialize in everything that you could maybe have something you specialize in do and know at least five percent in all the different areas i think that he was trying to say so yeah, yeah I, I think don't know. so too. So what was the next question? 
Well, that's it, Calvin. <laughs> You've answered all the questions. And I'm so oh, proud wow. of you because some of your answers were quite um, interesting to see your opinions and things. So do you want to tell... Well, I do have a... Do you know what? There's the last question and it's for me. Yeah. So um, I want to know, what do you have planned for Christmas? Nothing, actually. I didn't plan anything. I, I'm staying alone. I'm even alone at this time. And do I like it? Well, I didn't plan anything. And I, I don't know why... I think the Christmas vibe is kind of very dead here. So there's nothing to plan. There's nothing to look forward to. Although I'll definitely eat rice and chicken. That's for sure. Um, I have. <laughs> so, so, I, so yeah. I like the way you put that out there. He goes, although I'll definitely eat rice and chicken. That's so, so funny. what are you guys planning over there? Well, obviously family tradition continues. Just a little family dinner. Oh, wow. You guys have um, a Christmas tradition. My little sister is going to be her first Christmas. So we're going to try and like, make sure the Christmas um, spirits in life. Yeah. Uh, that, that's really nice. That's really nice. I, I envy people who have a Christmas tradition and they do th- things on Christmas. That's That's really super. For me, I don't have a Christmas tradition. I'm probably just going to read... Maybe watch movies if I feel like it. Um, but do I have work to do? And I have to edit this episode so that people could listen to it, I guess. So these are all the things I'll be doing. It was very um nice having this um having to be on your podcast. Yeah. Feels good having you on. I I like this vibe. I think we should we could turn this into a Christmas tradition. Could be doing this every end of the year, I guess. Yeah, that's true. The Q the Q and A tradition questions could be traditions for the podcast every Christmas. Thank you, Christabel, for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you guys for listening till the end. Merry Christmas and I wish you a happy new year in advance, Christabel. Merry and Christmas, guys. So yeah, that's it. See you in twenty twenty one. Hell yes. Hey guys, so before I go, I just thought of reciting the small poem that caught my attention some days back. The poem is titled, Do Not Stand at My Grave and Weep, (laughs) although I don't know who wrote it. Do not stand at my grave and weep. I am not there. I do not sleep. I'm a thousand winds that blow. I'm the diamond glint on snow. I am the sunlight on ripened green. I'm the gentle ultramarine. When you awaken in the morning's hush, I'm the swift uplifting rush of quiet birds in circled flight. I'm the soft stars that shine at night. Do not stand at my grave and weep. I am not there. I did not die. Yep, I hope you like that. So don't forget to share my podcast on all different platforms when you see my post on social media like retweet and do all those i wish you a happy one and till next year 2021